Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Slade, the Buffyverse Revisited. I'm one of your hosts, I'm Jeremy. I'm your other host, James, and I think it's important that we all remember that theorizing that one could time travel within his own lifetime, Dr. Sam Beckett stepped into the quantum leap accelerator and vanished. He woke to find himself trapped in the past, facing mere images that were not his own and driven by an unknown force to change history for the better. His only guide on this journey is Al, an observer from his own time who appears in the form of a hologram that only Sam can see and hear. And so Dr. Beckett finds himself leaping from life to life, striving to put right what once went wrong and hoping each time that his next leap will be the leap home. Get it never is. After Sam Beckett never returned home. No, his final leap, um, instead of being like the leap home, he leapt into a um, cockroach, which was swiftly stepped on and killed. I was going to say he leapt into Steve Irwin's body right before the stingray hit, and there was just nothing he could do about it. Wow, too soon? Too soon? Is it, though? No, it's not. No, no. Anyway, <laughs> hello everyone. Uh, it's good to be back after last week's um, little hiatus in our uh, Q and A episode we posted up. Um, this week we will be getting back to normal. We'll be jumping into Buffy season four, episode nine, something blue. Yes, as opposed something to blue. something red. Right, as opposed to something red. As opposed to something red. Yes. Right. Yeah. So James, how are you? What's going on? What's new? Um, I'm all right. Nothing, uh, nothing really new. I don't know. It's not really showing up on camera, thank goodness. But I, uh, I had a glasses kerfuffle, and I, I broke my glasses. Okay. It kind of looks like just a glare. Yeah, on just, the, yeah. On I, don't, the, uh, I don't see anything. But, um, but yeah, there is. They are. Uh, I have, I have ascended to my final nerd form. There's tape on my glasses. Oh, okay. So, well, so, you still need the pocket protector. I do still need the pocket protector. Yeah. But uh, then you will have ascended yeah. to your to your uh, the ultimate form of nerd from built in a laboratory from parts of lesser nerds. <laughs> from parts of lesser nerds. Yes. 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 Um, but. Uh, Hopefully by the next time we record, I will have my new glasses. Fabulous. So, uh, because I, I won't stand for, for this for too long to, to have to look at that. Dude, so uh, I haven't had, gotten new glasses in like six years. Oh, okay. okay. So so uh, every day since being at the eye doctor and like, because, you know, they do the, like, what's better, yeah. one or two. One or two. And, and they, give you like, all... they give you, like, right. one millisecond to answer. It's like, right. can you let me then... fucking marinate a little bit? Right. Like, I need to, like, pretend I'm a crock pot and just put put it yeah. in and leave me alone. Let me fucking simmer right. a little bit. I need to fucking decide. Right. But they're like, one or two. One or two! Right, right. And then you're like, uh, can I see one again? And they're like, Ugh, Yeah, you five. audibly hear them. They're like, fuck. I mean, yes. Jesus. Um, so, and then of course at the end, like they've got it all together and they're like, how's this, you know, and they have you read the chart again Mm -hmm. after seeing that, like, (laughs) like every day since not having that new prescription, I've been like, fuck this. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah, what have I done? I what am wait. I doing with my life with these six-year-old glasses? Right, like I just can't wait for my new glasses to come in. And, you know, uh, money's a little bit better six years later. I, I might have sprung for the transitions. You know, oh, you know? yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 The only um, thing I don't I like will... about the transitions is for me, because I'm, I'm ex- there's a term for it and I can't remember what she told me, but I'm, I'm extremely light sensitive. So mm. whenever I'm outdoors, like I have to have sunglasses and the only thing i don't like about the transitions is that they don't get dark enough oh yeah there's um and i i don't know because i've never had them but um there were two options for the transitions there was and the second one was like a like a a darker version i guess you would say Mm -hmm. um uh so we'll see We'll see, because I'm kind of like you. I'm, I'm even like indoors if the lights. Oh yeah. Too harsh. Oh yeah. Um. So, so that's why I went with the like the better, quote unquote, better of the two options. It's our vampirism, um, I think. It is the vampirism. Yes. Yeah. Um. Also, uh, my new lenses will be progressives, uh, because I've officially reached old man age and. I can't see far away or up close. So, okay, my, this is the problem. I I wear glasses too, as everyone probably knows, but I don't wear them anymore during the show or when I'm at the computer because mine are. Uh, I I guess I'm uh, nearsighted. I guess yeah, mm-hmm. and so my glasses are far further away than a couple of feet and then beyond. But if I'm if it's like two feet or less to me, I can't fucking see. Like it, it makes it all blurry. And yeah. so, yeah, I can't seem to win um, in that regard. So you know. that's, that's how my eyesight has gotten. Like right now I'm far enough away from the computer monitors that I can see, I can see them fine. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause when I first got my glasses, they were for nearsightedness. Mm-hmm. I couldn't see far away. Mm-hmm. Um, however, uh, picking up my phone and like looking at it right now, mm-hmm. it, it's blurry. Like I yeah. have to take my glasses. Well, that's off what I have to, to do constantly. It. If I have my gla- when I have my glasses on, if I look at my phone or my uh, watch or anything, like yeah. I have to, I have to flip my glasses up. Or if I'm reading the label on something at a store, I'm like, fuck, you know, and I, I can't yep. win. So. Yep. Same with me. That's yeah. why. Uh, that's why I went with the progressives. Yeah. So. But anyway. Alrighty. Well, we've talked a lot about eye health. Um. <laughs> <laughs> eye health is very important, people. I, I agree. I, can, I cannot wear contacts anymore because I was such a piss poor contact wearer in, in my younger days that now um, my left eye has a literal crater in it. It's uh, it's off to the side, thankfully like in the periphery, so it doesn't, it's not directly affecting my eyesight, but I can't wear contacts anymore because of it. Well, I hope that taught you a valuable lesson, James. It did. It did. <laughs> if, if 43 year old James could go back and talk to 20, you know, 20 some odd year old James wearing contacts for, you know, 18 days in a row without taking Ooh. them out. <laughs> 
he would be like, you need to take those out, motherfucker. He'd be like, go fuck your shit up. He's like, are you fucking stupid? And you'd be like, right. what? Like, and you'd you chest kidding? bump him and it, it would become a thing. It would become a thing. I would probably, I would probably bro out hardcore with my younger self. We'd yeah. go get drinks. Yeah. Then he'd fuck you up though. Cause he's much younger. Right. Yeah. Right. You'd be like, fuck. I would drink myself under the table. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Well, why don't we go ahead? I was gonna say, would you try and have sex with your younger self? Um, pass. Oh, okay. Never mind. Then. <laughs> okay, no. We need to know more. We're gonna need to know more. <laughs> On behalf of the fans, I'm gonna need to know more. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's a joke. Anyway, <laughs> something blue. <laughs> yeah, why don't you sizzle us up some of these delicious dates and deets, James? I sure will. And First I mean, of all, and let's I mean talk sizzle about, them. Yeah. Like when you go to Chili's or is it TGI Friday? Yeah, and they bring you the plate of sizzling uh, Applebee's. And they bring you like the sizzling fajita uh, stuff. Yeah. Um, First of all, let's talk about the double meaning of this week's episode, Something Blue. Of course, a reference to the old um, the old wedding adage, uh, something new, something old, something borrowed, something blue. But also uh, a reference to Willow's state of mind throughout the episode. She is She's feeling very blue, very down. Now, see, I thought it was a reference to Papa Smurf's dick. It could could be, could be, or or possibly uh, Smurfette's vagina. Yeah, yeah. Um, see, I always thought Smurfette was um, that she had transitioned; that she was a former uh, male who became a female. That doesn't that doesn't mean she doesn't have a vagina. Well, I mean, I'm just assuming in Smurf Village they didn't have a, a proper surgeon to complete the the process. So you don't think she was post op? No, because Gargamel, you know, he would make sure that that she would have to be miserable, you know, because hmm. okay. that's Gargamel. That's okay. what he does. That's true. That's you know, true. You know, so. Okay. But Papa yeah, Smurf I mean... is hung like a horse. Yeah. Fucking baby yeah. arm holding an apple. <laughs> Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So as previously stated, we are we are revisiting uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer season four, episode nine, our sixty fifth episode of the series overall. Something blue. Our episode director this week is Nick Mark, and our episode credited writer is Tracy Forbes. Our original air date was November thirtieth, nineteen ninety nine, on the now defunct WB Network. Our Nielsen rating. It was 3.7 million households when it first aired, ranking it 94th out of the 141 network primetime shows for the week and second out of the 15 primetime shows airing on the WB for the week. Our regular cast, as always, includes Sarah Michelle Geller as Buffy, Nicholas Brendan as Xander, Allison Hannigan as Willow, Anthony Stewart-Head as Giles, and James Marsters as Spike. Our guest stars this week include Mark Lucas as Riley, Emma Caulfield as Anya, Elizabeth Ann Allen as Amy, and Andy Umberger as DeHoffrin. Our episode synopsis this week reads, When a spell cast by Willow goes awry, Buffy vows to marry Spike, Giles loses his sight, and Xander attracts an overabundance of demons. 
Well, damn, that's a little givey away, isn't it? It is pretty givey away. Uh, mine is one of Willow's spells causes her statements to become reality with with consequences both entertaining and life threatening, which I think is a little less okay. give it away. You it's, know, it is. It is less give it away and uh, give, but it away, still good. give it away. Give it away. Give it away. Now. Give it away now. Um. <laughs> I like how we're both on the same page. Of course. Um, <laughs> we're both old fucks. Uh, we are both very old. Anyone anyone like under 30 right now is like, what the fuck was that? Yeah, they're probably just like, these guys, they just come up with stupid words and they put them together. Right, right. <clears throat> um, so we open uh, this week's episode with Willow still reeling from Oz's leaving uh, sneaking into his bedroom at night. Yeah, and which I didn't understand. Her, is this is this a dorm room? Is this his former dorm room? I I, I don't. Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. got to be. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So how is she getting into the male dorms, and why is there no one in this dorm room yet? And it's still just like he just left yesterday. That's a good question. That's yeah. a good question. Yeah. Uh, I really don't know, um, but I did think about that. Uh, that was on my presumably, mind. Because presumably, like, I would imagine there's, like, a wait list for empty dorms, you would think. You would, unless you see Sunnydale as the biggest piece of shit college that there is and no one wants to go there. <laughs> just no one wants to go. Yeah, they're just like, I don't, um, first of all, okay, I, I have to go here for a semester for, for money purposes, but I'll be damned if I'm living in their shitty dorm rooms. Right, you know. right. People are like, um, I don't know if you've heard about Sunnydale, but there's some weird shit that goes on there. Yeah, they're literally built on. T- Never mind what well, you'll find out. <laughs> right, right. Um, there is fuck all happening over. Th- I heard one time the adults all got high on some kind of weird candy. Yeah, like, what the fuck is that about? Yeah, what the fuck, dude? Stay away from that town. Um, apparently last year the mayor turned into a giant fucking snake and they had to blow up the high school. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what I fucking heard. And he, and he, I heard he ate the principal. Yeah. Yeah. So what the fuck? There's no high school or principal. I'm not going to UC Sunnydale. Fuck that. I'll go to community college. Fucking a. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, She proceeds to curl up on Oz's bed and cry herself to sleep. Like a um, little bitch. Like a little bitch. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Willow. Get over it. Cry me a fucking river. Right? No, really, um, though, doesn't it seem like, doesn't it seem like, I know it hasn't been an actual chronological time here episode-wise, but it seems like it's been a long time since he left. <laughs> And it does. <laughs> and this is a, this is actually one of my my few complaints about the episode, um, which we'll get into as we as we go along with it. Um, but it does boil down to how like her supposed friends are treating her. Yeah. Uh, in this episode. Um, but we'll talk more about it uh, as we as we go along, probably once we wrap up. But anyway, um and then we cut to the next day, and uh, Buffy is talking to Riley, and he uh, invites her to a picnic. 
but not before accidentally revealing that he thought he had already invited her to a picnic uh, because he had been practicing the conversation in his head so much. He he no longer remembered if it had been a real conversation or a practice conversation. Right. Um, she agrees, uh, looking up at his seven foot five face, uh, all doe eyed. She is very short compared to this dude. Yeah. I, this like, yeah, yeah. Like uh, I, like I know I've noticed it in previous episodes, but in this episode, like in this particular scene, like it was really obvious. I was like, dude, she's short or he is very tall. One of the two. Yeah, it's just it's just something else that I never liked about Riley. It's just because he's taller than you. Because he's taller than me, and yeah, yeah, makes me cry. No, it. it, I don't know. It just never. I've said this a million times. I'll say it a million times more during this season. I'm sure, but he. There's just there's nothing. I get nothing from him. There's no. I get no on screen chemistry between them. I get. It's just like a big nothing burger there. And, I, and the, physically, they don't look like a good couple. They don't come off the screen as a good couple. And, you know, I don't know. Uh, we might have some differing opinions uh, about Riley once once we wrap up this episode. Yeah, I, I'll <laughs> never like Riley, ever. I don't care if he saved Buffy <clears throat> from the ultimate doom of and... And say I'd be like I fucking hate this guy. Can we please get rid of him, <laughs> please? Um, it's not the character, so unfortunately. It's it's the, the actor. actor. I don't care for the yeah. actor. I never did. He just and I'm not saying he's not a good actor. I'm just saying in this role and this show in this instance, he does nothing for me. I'm like I. I've literally never seen him in anything else. Neither have I. And and but like, I'm, I know I'm, he's been in other things. Yeah, it's just nothing I watch. Yeah, and I'm still not saying he's not a good actor. It's, it's just right. It it does nothing. I'm just you know nothing. Yeah. Uh, so then we cut to later that night, and Willow and Buffy are uh, appear to be patrolling through one of Sunnydale's many cemeteries, and. They're talking about a possible relationship with Riley and uh, the consequences that could arise of that or any relationship. And Buffy kind of wonders if if the uh, passion in her past relationships, particularly with Angel, um, comes from the all the pain and fighting. And as she's wondering this out loud, a vampire appears. Uh, and gets ready to attack, and Buffy just kind of casually, nonchalantly, absent-mindedly stakes him, and he dusts, and she wonders where she might get that from. <laughs> yeah, wonder where that comes from. <laughs> and that is our cold open. It is our cold, and it is that's a frosty cold open. It was. I had yes. to put my winter coat yes. on. Burr. Burr skis. Um, <laughs> so we cut back, and what do we have but Spike chained up in Giles' bathtub? And <laughs> them making Spike live in the bathtub is, is yeah. hilarious. Yeah, because in case I don't mention it, because a little bit later on, uh, Giles is talking to someone, and he's really he's like, I'd really like to get 
get him out of my bathtub. I really need to take a shower. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. wait a minute. You haven't been taking, you haven't been showering this whole time. Like <laughs> there has to be a better place to put this motherfucker, you know? And besides that really quick, this is an apartment, correct? Yeah. We yeah, have of some sort. Yeah. Wouldn't that really suck if like maintenance came in to do a maintenance check or whatever, and they find that this guy they're renting to has this other dude chained up in his fucking bathtub and shit? Like, how fucked up would that be? Oh, <laughs> uh, that could be a whole nother episode. Okay. Um. So Buffy's trying that to. Would be, you know, just sidetrack a bit. I would have loved to see just an entire episode of just like Spike and Giles. Yeah. Like lit, because like Buffy and everybody else aren't around all the fucking time. Like there has to be like significant amount of time where it's just Spike and Giles chilling there in Giles's fucking apartment. Right. And it's like, you know, and then. <laughs> Knock, knock, knock. Maintenance. And they walk in and just here to change your furnace filter. Holy fuck. There's a guy in your chained up in your bathtub. And then Giles is forced then, to kill that guy. Right. Like Giles, he, he has to snap his neck. He's either A, forced to murder that maintenance guy, mm-hmm. or B, he quickly throws on like the Frankenfurter outfit mm-hmm. and tries to convince this guy that it's some sort of weird sex play thing yeah i'm thinking it's a murder (laughs) probably so then the rest of the episode he and spike are out at the store shopping they're getting acid and you know the the right kind of plastic tub to put him in that the acid won't eat through it and they i mean they got to dispose of this fucking guy you know right right yeah uh anyway (laughs) uh so buffy's trying to get information out of him and she's feeding him pig's blood out of a uh was that a coffee cup with a straw in it i think it was a coffee, yeah. yeah coffee cup with a yeah. straw in it um but he's not giving up much and willow suggests a truth spell um which will make him talk and uh you know quit being quit being evasive spike and um so she's like look i'll gather all the ingredients you know it's not a difficult spell i'll get the stuff from the magic shop and then i'll be back in the morning and and uh, that's, I think that's when Giles was like, yes, yes, please. I'd like to take a shower soon. And uh, yeah. <laughs> so after she leaves, Buffy and Giles are talking about how uh, how well Willow's coping since Oz left. And this is the first part where I was like, wait, what? We Has it even been mentioned in the last couple of episodes? And then I don't, and then all of a sudden in this one, it's like, it's front. It's like the most important thing ever, you know? Right, um, right. But then, yeah, because I don't think, I don't think it came up in, um, I don't think it came up in Pangs. No, uh, at least not really. the, At least if it did, it it was just it was very passing and fleeting. It wasn't anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. It wasn't like you know they didn't make a big deal out of it. Right, yeah. and then what was what was right before Pangs? Welcome to the Hellmouth, I think. <laughs> yeah, uh, I can't remember. Uh, no, uh, the the initiative. Yeah, oh yeah, the initiative. You know, I'm almost sure it wasn't mentioned then. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, well, I'm just saying, like, since they've really talked about it. Yeah, and it's just all of a sudden it's very important again, and I'm like, oh, this is something right. we've talked about before that that I feel like Joss Whedon is has 
known for, which is kind of dragging shit out sometimes, like unnecessarily. Sure. Like you thinking something is is buried and done, <coughs> and then he's like, "Oh no, 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 no! We're gonna beat the we're gonna beat this fucking dead horse. We're gonna revive it and we're gonna beat it again." You know, right? And he's kind of known for that. So, yeah. Anyway, um, uh, Spike pops up and he's like. You know, she's not all right. You know, she's she's barely holding on. And, and they're like, what? And, well, this proves right because uh, Willow has gone oh, back. Hold on. Hold oh. on. Hold on. I want to talk a little bit more about the spike in the bathroom scene. Uh-huh. In particular, the scene where Buffy is taunting him. Yeah. Yeah. With her neck. Yeah. Um, did Am I the only, am no, I the it only moved one a that little. got a little chubbed up? It moved a little for me. Okay, I yeah, just wanted I, like, to, I just wanted to make sure. I was like, "Whoa, she can be a hot little tamale." I was like, "I was like, whoa, yeah. whoa, yeah." She, and there's something. At happening. one point, Spike looks up to uh, to Giles, and he's like, "Can can you leave for a minute?" Right. Yeah. It's like I'm gonna need you to leave. I'm please. I'm about to get some, and I'm gonna need you to leave. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, Spike's words prove true because we cut to Willow is back at Oz's old place, and this time it's been completely stripped bare. You know, there's no stuff left. And um, a little bit later on, she's crying and telling Buffy that, you know, Oz must have had his stuff sent to him, and, you know, it's crushed her last hopes that he might actually come back. And I've got questions. I I want to say real quick, we've talked about this before. And I know you're not you're not much on feelings or and whatnot, but seeing Allison crying in that yeah, scene, it makes you want to cry all the time. That's how good she is at it. <clears throat> like it was, I literally was like almost in tears myself. Yeah, every time I see her she's cry, so she's like good. the best crier ever. And every yeah, time I like see her, her cry in an episode, you're like, <laughs> you know, her and her and SMD. <clears throat> yeah, but like. But but there's something in particular about Allison turning on the waterworks and scenes like that's yeah. that's like truly heartbreaking. Yeah. Um. But here's my question: Who 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 has Oz contacted to send his things? First of all, <laughs> and where did they well, she, send them to? She says Devin. Devin. Oh, his his uh singer lead singer. Yeah. 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 Devin didn't seem like the sharpest tool in the shed. I don't know if I'd trust <laughs> Devin with my shit. And where's he going to forward yeah, it to, but, you know? But, I mean, who else, who else is Oz going to reach out to? It would have been fucking awesome if it had been Xander. <laughs> and then that caused, like, a rift between him and Willow. And he's like, listen, the guy fucking asked me, you know... I just, I was just trying to help him out. And she's like, you fucking stay out of my goddamn relationships. And then they start fucking fighting and she snaps his neck. Yeah. That would have been cool. That would have yeah. been awesome. I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. And Xander's just like, I was just trying to, he's my friend. I was just trying to do him a solid. And she's like, he wasn't your friend. You fucking, you fucked around with his girlfriend, me, and and so fuck you. And then she snaps his neck. Right, yeah. right. We, yeah. we can be done with Xander. Thank God. Uh, so the next day, Buffy and Riley uh, arrange that date. 
And uh, when Willow doesn't show up to perform the truth spell, Giles calls her, um, but gets no answer, of course. And uh, boys and girls under under 30 or 35, what he gets is called voicemail. Um, <laughs> that's where when you, <laughs> that's where you can leave a voice message for someone that doesn't answer their phone. Um, you can't just immediately text them and be like, uh, W R Y D. Um, so, uh, yeah, he leaves her a message and he's, you know, he's basically like, what the fuck? And Spike is screaming while he's on the phone. Spike is screaming from the bathroom about, uh, is it, well, that he wants the tele or he wants the tel- television turned on, and you know Giles is like you know ignoring him basically, and he's like, I swear if you don't turn this f- television on, and Giles moves the phone, and he's like, What are you gonna do? Cuddle me or something like that, <laughs> and uh, so uh, uh, let's. I also want to briefly mention, and and this was a scene where like I like I kind of alluded when we started this about our differing opinions on Riley, like over the course of this episode, maybe not over the course of his time on the show, yeah. but, but, um, so there was a brief scene in there where Riley and Buffy are on their picnic mm-hmm. at Ruggs field mm-hmm. and Willow just kind of shows up absentmindedly. Oh, I, and she's I skipped like, that. Yeah. I thought that was in the next. Okay, go ahead. And, um, and, uh, She's all like, you know, I'm interrupting. I'll leave. And she gets she's she's turns to leave. And her fucking best friend, Buffy, doesn't say shit to her. Mm. Riley fucking steps up and is like, you can join us if you want. It's fine. And I was like, I was like, dude, like, man, I remember hating Riley, too. And I'm still not that fond of him. But he's had more like Dan, God damn it, this dude's all right moments so far this season than he has had like, oh my God, I can't stand this prick. <laughs> yeah, but don't forget, this has been well established. Buffy is a horrible friend. Oh, yeah. So it's nothing new. Oh, yeah. You know, it's not like shocking or like Buffy is a known horrible friend. Right. Like even if you're her friend, seemed- you're either mistreated or you're murdered. Right. It even seemed to me in that scene that even even Riley like kind of gave Buffy a look like you gotta invite her to sit down. Why the fuck are you just letting her walk away? Like she's clearly in distress. Well, you know, I get I get the feeling as this episode goes along, and I'm kind of with them. The Scoobs, the Scoobs are all kind of tired of this. They're all kind of like, oh my god, girl, get. I mean, I get. It's not like you guys had been together for like. 10 years you had a couple of kids and a mortgage and like this fucking guy like left you high and dry to go like live with a stripper named fucking you know candy or something you know it's like they were together for like eight months you know there's more than eight months well you know what but you know what i mean and since you brought it up i'll get into it now even i was gonna save it for for you know later but um the way everyone treats her in this episode regarding the breakup with Oz, in my opinion, is just complete and utter bullshit on their parts. 
they're all being awful friends. This wasn't like you said, like this wasn't like an eight month relationship that ended. This was like almost four years. What? Yeah. This is season four. Okay. And they've been together since season two. Okay. Then maybe, maybe a year and a half. Three years at least. No, no. Yeah. No, I think your fucking timing and timeline is very fucked up. No, how do you figure? Because what episode of season two did they get together? Was it even season two? I think it was season three. It was not season three. Well, if it was season two, it was late season two. And this is early season four. So it's been like a year tops. It has not been a year. Yeah, it has. You keep going. I'm going to. Ladies ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) No, you keep going. I'm going to look it up. But. Let me just respond to what you were saying, though, about, like, I don't, I disagree. I, I think that I would be, I think that I would be feeling like the Scoobs are feeling and they would all just be like, they were, all of them would be just, they're just fucking worn out with this shit, you know, because like in my mind, like I'm thinking, okay, behind the scene, like shit we don't see on camera and on film, you know, like in the actual Buffy verse. Like, who knows how long this has been going on? And, like, and she, it's just, they're all just kind of like, they want to be supportive and, and, and helpful and all that stuff. You, you know they do, but I think in a small way, they're all kind of worn the fuck out with this shit. And they're like, they're just like, oh, um, you know, can you just, can you just either shit or get off the pot, Willow? <laughs> No, you know, I don't know. I I can see where they're where they're you know, where they're coming from. Is all I'm saying. Um Anyway, the next day, uh Buffy and or blah, 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 well that screwed that right up, didn't I? Uh that night at the bronze, um Willow has become a drunkard. Um as far as we know, Willow's never drank and but now she's at the bronze living it up and the scoobs are like what's going on with her and She's a drinking. And I'm like, oh, is this an ABC after school special episode? Are we going to have this, you know, never drown your sorrows with beer? Um, she's had like, with Willow, she's probably had like one beer and it's destroyed her. Uh, she's completely shit faced. And she insults Xander and Buffy's like, okay, we're going home. And, and Willow's all like, I don't fucking want to. And. Buffy's like, I don't give a fuck, bitch. I'm the goddamn slayer. I'll pick your skinny ass up and carry you back. Anyway, so she gets her to go back, and uh, they're in bed that night. She and she and uh, Buffy, because they sleep together. You see, uh, no, they're in. They're both asleep. Well, Buffy's asleep, and Willow's not. She's like laying there, and you can tell she's thinking about something, and. Uh, then she gets up and she gets in her little trunk of witchcraft and pulls out some shit. And then we cut to the, uh, apparently the shared dorm bathroom, uh, where she is, uh, doing a spell. And okay, I'm going to interrupt real quick. No, you're not. Let me finish this. I'm almost done. Hang on. Okay. Okay. Uh, she will be, she's doing the spell and where she says, uh, basically she's, she's like, let my, how does she, how does it, I forget how it's worded, but let, let my will be granted, 
you know, blah, blah, blah. Like what she says will come true. She wants her pain to go away. Um, and that ends that scene. Now you may go, sir. Willow and Oz's first date mm-hmm. was to Buffy's 17th birthday party. Okay. Uh, in um, Surprise, which was season two, um, episode 13. So, so it's not even been, been it's not even been two seasons. <clears throat> so it's been close to two years. Okay. Well, fine. I'll give you that. But let's not act like, again. It's not like, fuck, dude. It's, I'm just saying, enough already. Either get over it or, I don't know, like, here's an idea. Become a lesbian. But here's the thing, too, and this is the problem, is that in shows like this, you're never given, like, a clear timeline of events. Yeah, not really. So to speak. Yeah. So we really don't know how long it's been. Well, here's another thing. Now that I think about it, you say, okay, their first date was to Buffy's seventeenth uh, birthday, right? Right. Buffy's only eighteen now. No. Yeah. No, she's she's got to be at least nineteen. Did we ever have? See, this is what drives Hold me on. crazy. Hold did, on. Did, did we ever have an eighteenth birth? We, did, well, yeah. We, um, yes, helpless. Helpless was Buffy's eighteenth. Which birthday, was what? Was se- season three, episode twelve. So she's got to be coming up on her nineteenth birthday if she isn't nineteen already. Okay. Well, her birthday's in her birthday's in January, and we're clearly past Thanksgiving. Okay. Well, we can point. do we can so do it she's like got to be at least nineteen. We can figure it like this: season two, episode thirteen was the seventeenth birthday party. Season three, 13 was 18. Season four, 13 would be 19. So she's not 19 yet. No, because her birthday's in January, and we're clearly past Thanksgiving already because last week was the the Thanksgiving. Right, and the following January, she'll be 19. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's it's counting. Yeah. It's counting. I know it's hard, but um so <laughs> I okay, so let's say a year and a year and a half to a year and three quarters they've been together. Like it's not like they're fuck like again, like they've been married for fucking twelve years and have a mortgage and kids and it's like fucking but it hell. Was, it was her first. it was her first love. It was like her first real relationship. Like, that's okay. hard on some people, Jerry. Okay, okay. I mean, that's why I don't deal with feelings. They're bullshit. You know? Um, don't you remember your first breakup? Nope. <laughs> I don't. Jeremy have, you, Jeremy, have you ever been with a girl? <laughs> Many, trust me. Uh, but, and, I'm, God, I had my first girlfriend in elementary school, but do I remember my first? No, I don't. <laughs> I'm not talking about first girl. I'm talking about like first, like, because my first girlfriend wasn't my first, like, you know, the first girl I really thought I was, you know. I don't actually think I've ever had a a true love, to be honest with you. No, I don't think so. I don't think I ever met the one. So it's just been a lot of hitting it and quitting it, if you know what I'm saying. (laughs) 
No, there's been a lot of no, 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 no. There's no, 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 no. There's been a lot of dating and and relationships and shit. But I don't think I was ever. I don't think I ever knew the one. Like I was never. I I don't think I was ever. You know, in love. So maybe I'm just dead inside. You know. It's possible. It's possible. Uh, Willow performs. Okay. Um, so then Willow heads back and into the uh, dorm and she's trying some verbal commands and none of it's working. So she's like, well, fuck, I fucked that spell up. Um, at which point she gets a knock on the door and it's Giles. And he's like, what the French fried fuck? You were supposed to come to my house <laughs> and do this goddamn spell so I can get this goddamn vampire out of my goddamn bathtub. <laughs> Because my balls smell like the inside of a fake fucking leg, and they need to be fucking rinsed off. And she's like, mm. "What? What he didn't? What he neglected to mention was that um, Olivia, from like the beginning of the season, is due to come back." Yeah, he's like, like "I have got to now. wash my dick and balls, right? Or and I'm I've getting nothing, get, right? And I've got to get this vampire out of my bathtub, otherwise, I'm not going to get to have any fucking shower sex, right?" Exactly. Which, man, that's a small shower. I want to see. I want to. Hmm. Okay. Anyway. Uh, I want to I wanna see Giles have sex in it, too. <laughs> I know you do. You want to have <laughs> sex in it with Giles. <laughs> uh, so, it's 2023. There's nothing wrong with that. No, of course not. Except the fact that he doesn't know anything about it. <laughs> yeah, that's probably not right. <laughs> that's probably wrong. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but I probably she, shouldn't just surprise him with it. Yeah, like hey, and you just drop your robe, and he's like, he's literally like, he's like um, in the bat, he's in the sink, and he's like fucking coloring his beard and shit, and you're like, and you just show up behind him and drop your robe, and and you're just fucking. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, ha surprise shower butt sack. <laughs> and he's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, he dies. Um, so, <laughs> uh, yeah, so Giles is having a shit fit that she hasn't shown up to to, uh, to do this and do the spell. And then, you know, she's mad. She gets mad and says, you know... Uh, She's clearly in a fragile state, and he's. She feels like he is not. Um. I don't know what the word like. I guess not being fucking butt hurt enough for. I don't know. I just want to be like fucking grow up, but. Whatever, and, and it's like, listen, you made you made you have a responsibility. I'm sorry, and he says that in this. You know, you made a fucking a, a, a date to do this. To help out, you can't just be like, oh, well, but I'm sad. You know, it's like, fuck off, you're in the scoobs. You, you, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know, but maybe I'm just a heartless prick. I don't know. I'm not trying to be. That's just the way I feel. But, um, and then, it, you know, they're arguing back and forth, and she's like, well, you just, you can't even, you can't see anything. And her eyes flash when she says that. And he kind of stutter, and he's like, "What the fuck?" And he he like blinks a few times, and he takes his glasses off, and he's like, "What the fuck?" He's like, "Um," he's like, "I'm gonna go," and he literally just kind of goes <laughs> in the middle of this. He just pieces up. He's and like, um, 
yeah, he's walking out through the halls and bumps into somebody and yada yada. So it's like, oh no, I think Willow has the ability to make things happen when she says it. Here, here's another, here's another small issue I have with the episode. Okay, is that I find it highly unlikely that. Willow saying, well, you just can't see anything or whatever it is exactly she says. And then Giles suddenly going blind Mm -hmm. that Giles wasn't like, there's a connection. You know what I'm saying? Well, not only that, I thought you were going to say the point that I thought in my head the whole time, which was, why is it everything else she says like comes true, like happens immediately? But with Giles and you can't see anything, it takes like another day day and a half before he actually goes blind. Oh, before he's like completely blind. Yeah. And I'm like, but yeah, that's well, that too. Yeah. So, you know, whatever, but, but yeah, more so for me is just the idea that like, she says this and then all of a sudden he's having trouble seeing and he's not like, wait a minute. Wait, what did you just say? And and wait, did you just, did you just do a fucking spell today? You know? Right. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, we're back at his at his apartment, and uh, he's gonna try to do the spell by himself because he wants to take a fucking shower, and but he's having trouble reading. His his eyesight is progressively getting worse, <clears throat> and Spike is like, "Yo, I don't want you doing magic on me if you can't even fucking read." And uh, at at some at one point he drops the key. Um, kind of like dropping the soap. And uh, <laughs> when he does, Spike immediately pulls his pants down. And he's like, yeah, and he, you, and you, bend o- like, you bend over and pick that soap. <laughs> you bend over and pick that soap up. No, uh, so Spike, you know, sticks his foot out and pulls the key in and uh, uh, pulls it up and is able to unhook himself while Giles is trying to figure out what's going on with his eyes and shit. And... Uh, <clears throat> Then Spike says, ta-da, surprise butt sex, and he runs in and bam, and then grabs his coat and leaves. <clears throat> um, no, he does, though. He grabs his coat and bails. And Giles is like, fuck. Um, uh, so uh, while talking, uh, next scene is uh, one of Buffy, or one of Willow's casual comments. Like, okay. Buffy and Will, <laughs> Buffy and Willow are bullshitting in the door in their dorm room, and uh, they have their backs turned. And remember, Amy the rat is that that she still that Willow still has is on her bed, and she says something like, "She's talking about Amy. She's like, you know, I fucked the spell up. Amy could have done it because she's got powers I don't I I don't even know about or could never have." And and she's like. Um, how does she say it? She says something like, because Amy Amy could fix herself right away or something like yeah, that. Yeah, she says she says something about like I can't even I can't even turn her change her back from being a rat yeah. into a real girl or something like yeah. that. Yeah, and then she briefly poof she becomes Amy again, and she and she's like, <gasps> and then she says something like, I don't know how she but, says but it, she, but and then she says something to the effect of. Um, but but no, she's still just a rat or something. Yeah, like she's that. still just a rat. And then poof, she becomes a rat again. And uh, 
So yeah. <laughs> can you imagine being? <sighs> can you imagine being this actress? <laughs> like, and they're like, you can you come back for, for uh, one scene next week? <laughs> and right. also, can you, you be naked? <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, they're like, yeah, we want to bring you back. Um, are you available for like half an hour of shooting? <laughs> yeah, and also, don't <laughs> for bring five clothes. Seconds of screen time. <laughs> you won't need any clothes. How are you at covering your your nipples with your arms? Um, so uh, yeah, so she's she's back and then gone again. Um, so Giles calls, tells Buffy what the fuck's up with Spike. Now here's the thing where I feel like Willow is really being not a bitch or anything like that, but I don't even know what term to use, but. Like Spike has escaped and blah, blah blah, and and she knows this, but she's like, to to Buffy, she's just like, "What? Well, you're just gonna leave me?" And she, Buffy's right. like, "I gotta go. F- you know how this works. I gotta go fucking get find Spike. He he's a goddamn vampire. <laughs> like, I gotta go find this piece of shit. You you know this, you know." And Willow's like, "Well, you should just stay here and we'll play fucking board games or something." And I'm just like, "What is?" What who what Willow has this been all episode? This is not Willow. Like it's annoying, but finally Buffy's just like, "Look, bitch, <laughs> I got to go." <laughs> like if you need somebody to talk to, maybe go down to the fucking. I'm sure the college has a therapy department. You can go down there and you know <laughs> get in touch with your feelings. I I don't know, but so Buffy fucks off and. Uh, she like immediately finds Spike immediately because he is right out in the courtyard of her dorm. And she's like, uh, that was easy. And he's Spike is having a shit fit because he's like, it was right fucking here. And she's like, what was right here? Did you, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Did you mention that the reason they found, she found Spike so easy was because Willow said that she hopes Buffy finds him quick. Oh, that's right. She did. Yeah. Right. As Buffy left, she's like, well, I hope she finds him quick. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Um, and he's like, I know it's right here. And anyway, she, she's like, he's like, this is where I came out of the ground. And from, from when they had me underground and you know, the initiative and blah, blah, blah. And he starts digging at the ground and she's like, there's nothing there. You fucking freak. And, um, uh, she takes him back to Giles' apartment, and uh, at this point, um, Willow goes to Xander's, right? Yeah, she goes to Xander's. Um, yeah. I was going to say his place, but it's his basement. And uh, they're talking, and um, at one point, Willow kind of sarcastically says, you know, well, Buffy and Spike should get married. And we cut back to Giles' apartment, and... Spike has proposed to Buffy. She accepts, <laughs> and they're getting married. And Giles is like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> and yeah, so why don't you pick us up from there, James? <clears throat> so we we cut back to Xander's basement, and he's still trying to console Willow, and and um. And uh, she's still being know, reassur- she's still being a bitch, because and this is re- the second time she's been a real bitch to Xander. She was really mean oh, to yeah. him at the fucking bronze, and then she's right. mean as fuck to him. It's like, listen, girl, you need to 
Get the fu- you need to get some fucking help because you're letting this shit turn you into a real fucking cunt. That is that is something I wanted to mention and I forgot it at the time, but I'm glad you brought it up. Is she is how mean she was to Xander at the at the bronze, like yes. to the point where he. he I I forget exactly what she says to him about like, his about him living in a basement. Oh right, but like he doesn't even respond. No. Like he just looks incredibly hurt and leaves. Yeah, because that's like, his best friend from from preschool. Right, you know. Right. Um. Um. He's trying to reassure that she'll feel better over time and she'll meet somebody else and um. Instead of like accepting or or trying to accept that he's trying to be helpful, she proceeds to list all of his like relationships and and how terrible they were and and, and right and how terrible they are they were and she's like you know you're a demon magnet. And then we cut back to. <laughs> so again, so again, like her being a major fucking bitch, you know? Right, right. And hurtful. And I don't, I'm just saying, dude, this, like, I, I do like, not listen, like Willow like, in this episode. And like, listen, no, no love loss to, towards Xander. No, like, no, obviously. No, like, fuck Xander. But, but like you said, like, like this is your best friend since like you were fucking kids. And like, like I get that she's hurt over the breakup, and like I'm, I, I'm obviously more willing to cut slack for that than like you are, but at the same time, like that's no reason to be like just this complete and utter cunt to your literal best friend from preschool. Like they were right. five when they met, you know. Like I'm, I'm gonna go out. It's like I could even understand if she was being kind of a cunt towards Buffy. Yeah, because Buffy's an awful friend. Because uh, right, because <laughs> Buffy, but Xander, if we're being honest, has never been a bad, really a bad. I mean, other than the cheating thing, um, you know, he when he's never been like he's always been his best self towards Willow yeah. and with Willow, right. because that's and his like, like best real- friend realistically anytime he hasn't been like a good friend towards towards any of them mm-hmm. it, it's been when he's been like under possession or spell or something right you know right but but yeah like credit where credit is due he's he's been a really good friend to them yeah and it's like well so, yeah that's what i'm saying dude i just i hate the willow in this episode. Yeah. It's not my willow. Um, so we come back to Giles' place and, and Buffy and Spike are all kissing and cuddling and snugly together and they're making plans for the wedding and Giles calls Willow to try and um, get help. Um and then reveals that he has now gone totally blind. Yeah. Um, uh, um, at which point, um, I, I re- like, I like this. And I think it kind of ties into what you said at the beginning about how we kind of start to establish, like, 
Spike's new role in everything Mm -hmm. is that almost immediately when Giles reveals that he's gone blind, Spike goes to his books and starts and he's like, you're going to need a basic reversal spell. Yeah. And Giles is like, he's confused. He's like, you're going to help me. And Spike's like, well, you're practically like my father-in-law at the, you know? Yeah. And like, I realize it's the spell, but it's also a little bit of like. It's a reveal of who Spike is becoming. Right. Like it's yeah. foreshadowing it to is. an extent. Yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, like I really liked that scene. Mm-hmm. Um, so Buffy ends up at the magic shop to get supplies to undo the spell. Um, and she runs into Riley outside <laughs> of the bridal shop <laughs> and she tells him about the wedding and he's understandably like confused and upset. And I, again, like say what you want about Riley or even Mark Lucas and his acting, but this was a good scene. Like this was a funny scene and and Lucas was good in this scene. I'm sorry. Well, again, like I said earlier, I, I'm not. I've That's ne- true. You you I'm, you have you you haven't knocked his acting. Yeah, That's no. I just I'll, don't I'll feel. That. I just don't feel like he fit this show and this in this character. I just don't. Right. Um, but this was a hysterical scene between the two of them. Yeah. Um. So. Um. Uh, we cut back to uh, Xander's basement, and he and Anya are about to get groiny with it. He has and, he is uh, in chains at this point, full full chains. Yeah, yeah. full chains, nipple clamps she, on, she, Dick Cage. Right. She. Yeah. She's wearing a gimp outfit. Um, <laughs> but he has the mask on. I will say, um, and this is this is new from last week's episode. Uh, and, and I hate to be this way, um, but uh, Emma Caulfield's new haircut in this episode is not doing her any favors. Is this where she cut it real short? I can't remember. Yes. Yeah, it's cut yes. real short now. I can't. Uh, I can't really. I'm not going to comment because I can't really remember. I don't remember it. I don't remember fixating on it like you do, but. <laughs> You you are a bitch after all. Wow, <laughs> wow. Uh... <coughs> no, I don't. Anyway. I, I won't comment. I'll, I'll I'll look at it closer for the next episode, and and I'll say, I'll uh, okay, either agree or or say that you're, you're a bitch. Disagree. You already <laughs> said I'm a bitch. So. <laughs> you already said it. Um. So Xanya and Anya are about to get groiny with it, and they are attacked by various demons uh, breaking into. And that first one's uh, makeup was just not good. <laughs> it looked like they just straight up put a guy in like some black clothes and and like one of those spirit Halloween masks. I'm yeah, I'm sure they did it on the cheap. Yeah. Um. So they end up rushing off to Giles's place, and <laughs> Xander sees Buffy and Spike canoodling and whatnot, and they reveal the engagement. 
And it's like, you got to give it to Nicholas Brendan, honestly. Oh, yeah. Like, like the dude might be a piece of shit in real life. Not might be, is a piece of shit in real life. And Xander as a character overall might be like a piece of shit. A piece of shit character. Yeah. But in this moment, when like they reveal the engagement and he's like, he's like, how? What? How? Yeah, he goes, he goes, no, I thought he was reverse. I thought he goes, what? How? What? <laughs> I think he says how twice, okay. but I could okay. be wrong. All right. But anyway. But yeah, no, Giles, make no mistake. And- Nicholas Brendan is a for comedic timing and everything. He is fantastic. He always has been. And then, and then Giles is like three very good questions. Yeah, he goes three very good questions. He's laying there with like uh, like a cloth over his eyes and yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, Xander of all fucking people puts right. the pieces together and realizes that everything Willow is saying is coming true. Um. And at that point, we cut to Dehoffrin, who is the demon that was responsible for turning Anya into a vengeance demon, um, appear and takes Willow through a portal uh, into his demon dimension. Um, and uh, um, we cut to the gang back at at the dorm room. Um, and Anya recognizes the remains of the portal. Um, and we cut to uh, Anya guiding the rest of the gang to a mausoleum. And what's happening there? There's an orgy going on there. Um, they are Okay, um, so <laughs> there's no, there's not. Uh, they're hoping to. Um, they know what's going on, basically. That Dehoffrin's wanting to turn Willow into a demon, and um, so in the te- several demons are attacking, and they're they're you know they close, they slam the mausoleum door shut, and they're trying to keep it shut, and demons are fucked because again, Xander is a demon magnet. Um, so they're trying, they're coming in windows, doors, and a big fucking fight erupts, and everybody's fighting, um, except Spike because of the chip in his head. But were they kung fu fighting? Hey, everybody was kung fu fighting. Oh, it was fast as lightning. Oh, sorry. Um, so at one point, Spike gets yeeted. Um, six miles across the room or something on top of his fucking head, and Buffy's like, "Oh, spiky baby," and she gets on top of him, and in the middle of this huge fight that's going, and they're just like dry humping and and going yes. at it. Yes, and um, they're in they're in demon land. Uh, Willow turns down the offer to become a vengeance demon, and Dehoffrin's like. Okay, well, here's my talisman. If you ever want to talk, give me a call. <laughs> and he just poof sends her back to, and she appears in the mausoleum. And uh, this is, 
slight spoilers for the rest of the series. This isn't the last time we're going to see DeHoffrin. No, I, and I love DeHoffrin. I love DeHoffrin, mm-hmm. DeHoffrin too, because every time we see him, and this sets the precedent, he is like the most even keel, like amicable fucking yeah. demon. He's ever. like, is that your final decision? And she's like, yes. And he's like, okay, well, here's my talisman. If you ever want to talk, right. give me a call. <laughs> Right. Like you think like you think something terrible is going to happen and he's just like, oh, all right. All okay, right. If that's, that's your cool. call, no problem. So we'll and he's like that in every subsequent appearance. Yeah. I love yeah. It. Yeah. I lo- that's why I like him. Um, so Willow reappears and she breaks the spells, the spell. Um, the demons start disappearing, at which point uh, Buffy and Spike realize what they've been doing. And they are both disgusted, but are they? But are they? Are they? Deep down inside, are they disgusted? Are they? First of all, why would Spike be disgusted? If he should have been like, yeah. Right. (laughs) Because that would have pissed Buffy off even more, you know? Right. If Spike had been like, yeah, he should have been like, hey, uh, baby, why don't you come back with me to my lair? (laughs) Right. Right. But, uh, But yeah, they're both grossed out. And, uh, we cut back to Giles' apart, uh, apartment, which seems like the next day. Uh, there's no confirmation of that, but it seems like it's the next day. And she, well, is being very apologetic for how she's acted and for, of course, the spell that she didn't realize was going on. And um, she's making shit loads of cookies um, and giving everyone cookies. Spike wants a cookie at one point, but they're all like, fuck you. And then uh, he says something smart assed to Willow and she just stuffs a cookie in his mouth. And yeah. um, he's like Which he he's like, you could have stuffed your t- cookie in my mouth. Right. You know. Which tell me this makes any sense. So he actually says he actually says something smart to Buffy and it causes Buffy to storm off. And that's yeah. when Willow shoves the cookie in his mouth. Yeah. And Willow goes to check on Buffy because Willow is a much better friend than Buffy fucking is. Yeah. Yeah. Willow goes to check on Buffy, and as Willow's walking away, Spike, who is tied to the chair, reaches up and takes the cookie out of his mouth. Why is Spike tied to the chair if you're going to leave his hands untied? Well, it's one of those cartoon tropes where he's like wrapped around the upper arms in the chair, but he's still got this kind of movement with his hands, you know? So, but yeah, I, I agree. At this point, why even tie the fucking guy up and keep him? You know he can't hurt anybody. That he's a fucking limp dick. Um, right. And where's at, he, what's he going to fucking do? He has gonna... to stay with you, or he can't even eat. Right. At worst, he's just he's going to leave. Yeah, I'm like, oh, leave and, then, dickhead, and, and you'll die. Because right. no one will be there to feed you fucking pig's blood. Right. So yeah, but anyway. Um. Which is another thing. Like he doesn't. He doesn't need them to feed him pig blood. He can go to a fucking butcher shop himself. That's true. Or a meat pack, like fucking Angel was doing. But here's the thing. It seems like Spike doesn't have any fucking money. So the way he normally operates is to just take shit, beat a motherfucker to death, and take it. Well, he can't do that. That's true. You know, if the butcher was like, hey, fuck you, and beat him up, he couldn't even defend himself. He'd just get beaten. So Right, that's true. You know, I don't know. That's true. Uh, so the next day, Buffy and Riley are walking, they're having a walkabout, <clears throat> and 
and uh, she manages to convince him that the whole wedding thing was just a joke. Um, that she just basically that she was just fucking with him, um, and wanted to kind of see what his reaction was. He was like, "Wow, that was a really elaborate, you know, fucking joke," <laughs> but he does buy it. He's like, he's like, "You're so you're insane." <laughs> yeah, and she's like, "A little bit, a little bit, a little bit." little bit and he's like i'm into it yeah I'm into it and that is our episode that is our episode um jeremy mm-hmm. would you like to guess our body count this week okay i am gonna go oh are we now are, are we counting demons yes four three i only counted two okay I can go. I can live with it. Okay. We've okay. got the vampire that Buffy staked at the beginning and right. then the demon that Xander drowned. See, I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know if I, if I missed any, like, in the in background. The yeah, like that might have got offed, you know. <clears throat> yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't think so. I can live with it. I don't think You're, so. That's good. Um, our music this week, and I actually forgot to mention one of the bands uh, when you talked about it. Uh, the bronze our bronze band this week even though they weren't performing uh the song that willow was dancing to was all the small things by blink 182 yes i was you know what this is the first episode the first time i was ever going to bring up uh, the bronze and the uh, the bronze band and what i was like holy shit this is like the first big time act that's ever played you know that they've ever heard but then i thought back you know 1999 i think this is when they were like Pretty fucking new on the scene, at least nationally. Right. So they probably got right. the song for for us for for a song. Probably. Um, Joe ninety with Truth, Sue Willett, Nighttime Company, and uh, series composer Christoph Beck with the Willow and Oz love theme, and of course our original score as always, Jeremy. Yes, sir. Will you please give me and our lovely viewers and listeners your final thoughts and tell us on a scale of one to five, how many tipsy willows do you give this episode? Well, after having revisited this episode with you here today, uh, kind sir, I have decided to go with a four. Four? Okay. Okay. Um, There's... I. With the, oh, I don't even know where to start. There's no problems. I don't have any problems with any of the episode except the overall character arc of Willow in this episode. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Um, it's so against type. Her, you know what she's. I just I don't like it. I don't like the fact that this has seemingly been. I'm not saying dealt with and moved on from, but that she had seemingly gotten past this point of it already. And then now we're back to regression and, you know, I just, so that take a, that takes a point away for me. Uh, otherwise it would have been a five, right. but I just, uh, I can't because it, I, cause I love Willow so much and this is just not Willow for me. And, um, not because of emotions, because emotions are fine. It's just this particular situation I feel was just beaten to death, you know, 
and mm-hmm. it's like, well, mm-hmm. why are we bringing this? Why do we need to bring this up? You know, and it's just, so yeah, it's it's losing a point. Otherwise, it's a four. Otherwise, it's a stellar episode. It's a must watch, and I'll just leave it at that. James, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes. Um, how many uh, chubs for Buffy's neck do you give this episode? Uh, I am giving this episode one more chubs for Buffy's neck than you're giving this episode. Uh, I'm giving it a five. Okay. Um, I'm I'm willing to look past some of those those issues you mentioned um, because a we kind of talked about this before. The problem with shows like this is you're never given clear timelines. True. Uh, you know, or very rarely are they sp- ever specifically like it's been seven months since da 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 da, you know, or or whatnot. Um, so we don't know how long it's been since Oz left. Um, yeah, it hasn't seemingly been addressed in the last few episodes. Um, but we also don't know like how long has Willow been sneaking into Oz's dorm room and falling asleep on his bed at night, you know, that kind of thing or, or whatever. Um, so I'm willing to cut it some leeway there. Um, I, I also like, I understand that they were all, everyone was starting to get frustrated with Willow's, you know, moping about, about it. Um, but they were all being complete, like, in my opinion, complete shitheads about it. Not Xander. Um, not Xander. At least not, at least, so here's the thing. Um, Xander was the only one that was a shithead about it, but not to her face. Yeah, to her face, he was very supportive and tried everything to be right. a supportive, but, and she just shit in his mouth, like diarrhea. Right. Right, and yet the two people who were kind of more like, Willow, you need to fucking get over this, we're tired of it, that being Buffy and, unfortunately, Giles, Mm -hmm. she wasn't, like, a complete cunt to. Like, she was Xander. Yeah. Um, So, um, but overall, yeah, it's a a five for me. It's... um, That's fair, because, like I said, I could have easily done a five... But I felt like, it, to be true to myself and what I had said for the recap, I had to deduct right. a point, you know? Um, and I will say that the the biggest reason it gets a five from me is um, the writing itself. Oh, yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, is, it's it's such a, a humorous episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very much, and we've said this several times, especially in the higher-rated episodes, it's very much the writing is very much what a Buffy fan expects a Buffy episode to be. Yeah. Um, especially a humorous episode like this. Oh yeah. Um, so that, that alone honestly elevates it in my opinion to, to a five. Um, and I like, I, you know, we kind of talked about this. I like how it starts to reestablish uh, certain dynamics within within the group, uh, 
namely Spike. I like I like this continuing evolution of Giles kind of trying to figure out still what his role in everything is. Um you know, so so I'm enjoying seeing that. Um that's something that's going to kind of come to a head in and I think two more episodes, a new man. Um but uh but yeah, you know, it's a five. Um and it's it's ironic to an extent because last week was a five, this week is a five. Next week episode next week's episode is hush. I don't think I'm giving away the ghost here by <laughs> by saying if anybody pays attention to how I score things or rate things, they're gonna know for me spoiler alert next week is a five again yeah um three fives in a row for what is what is arguably amongst fans the worst season of this series like i i don't know man i don't know every week i go into it and i'm like i don't think i re i don't i don't think this season is as bad as i remember it being yeah <laughs> well so I'll say this. Um, I've looked ahead a little bit, and I was like, uh, it's really, when we, okay, we're coming up, what are we, two episodes from our from our mid-season break. Um, right. <laughs> it's really the second half of the season. Um, as I was going through, I was like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, God, oh. Um yeah, it's really the second half of the season that absolute for me at least, I don't know about you, that is the absolute shits and right. and I guess maybe that has always colored my opinion of the season in in general is because I think the second half is so bad. And at least for right. me, you know, I'm, there there's there I'm sure there are just as many people out there who loved it as as there are people like me who hated it. Um, but sure. just for me, I'm like, oh god, I, oh god, can I make it through? Oh god, oh, and I'm trying to cut myself like with a with a marker. <laughs> you know? I um, I haven't really looked ahead a whole lot, but um, but uh, but I just read yeah, synop- I mean, synopses of, and I was like, oh yeah, oh yeah, that's one. Oh oh god, and I, it just kind of snowballed, and I was like, oh god, oh, I'm gonna need to drink um, on this one. <laughs> uh, but. But to put what you're saying into perspective, and and honestly, after like being nine, ten episodes into this season so far, um, I'm kind of willing to reserve my judgment again now until you know, like we continue on. But it is ironic. Should the the back half of the season really take a downward spiral and tank? that that's when it happens considering in seasons past that tends to be when the ante really gets upped and you see a string of like really great episodes as we kind of cannonball to you know our ultimate story it doesn't it doesn't happen in this season so we'll see this is the only season it doesn't happen in and just I, I just and I'll just give you one word and 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 I'll leave you with that. Adam. 
no, I know what's coming. I know, you know what's coming. It's a crescendo of shit, and it's the worst. Like you said, seasons one, seasons two, season three, season five, six, and seven. Midway, you start fucking snowballing, and you start. I was like, oh shit, oh shit, oh then what? It's a huge orgasm at the end. Well. Not this season, my friend. Not this season. Right. And and it's funny because I do like I know what's coming. I know I know what's in store. And yet because this first half of the season has exceeded expectations of what I remember it go it being, um, I'm kind of willing to to reserve that on an episode by episode basis now going forward if don't, that makes sense don't worry there's plenty of time for disappointment <laughs> so <laughs> prepare to be anyway, prepare to be disappointed but anyway that's all i have for this week's episode jeremy yes sir how how about if we switch it up a little bit and you tell everybody where we can be found on the interwebs. BuffyRevisited.com. Okay. Um, that's how easy that is. No, if you if you go to BuffyRevisited.com, you're gonna you're gonna have you're gonna have access to all of our links for everything. It's it's gonna link you to everything. Um and if not that, on Facebook, I mean I mean brah. 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 Bruh. 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 <laughs> so, yeah, you can just, on Facebook, we'll link you to everything. We got a link tree on there. Um, yeah, it's not hard to find us. Uh, Buffy Revisited at gmail.com is our email address where you can send us porn, um, suggestions for porn. Because um, <laughs> let's, let's not forget, we have, we have the OnlyFans. Nipples, 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 mm-hmm. and we've we've got the Patreon now. Yeah, yeah. Where yeah. up and uh, where up until this point, it's just me doing uh, erotic strip teases for people uh, in outfits of their choice. Right. Um, if you send us your porn suggestions, Jeremy and I'll film it for you. We will act them for. Listen, there's not a lot we won't do for the right price. Um, right. And and the right price. Is two dollars a month would be to, surprisingly. To be a Patreon you would you would you would be surprised at how cheap you could buy us for. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. So we'll just leave it. We'll just leave it at that. No more needs to be said. Really. No. Ah, uh, so James, uh, do you have anything you would like to uh, say? Anything to wrap this uh, this episode up, or or anything of that nature? Nope. Goodbye. Okay. Later. Uh, no, uh, thank you for joining us this week, everybody. It was good to be back. Good to be doing our regular shtick again. Uh, next week we will be, uh, diving into angel season one, episode nine hero, because I can be your hero, baby. I can be your hero, baby. That's it. Okay. Okay. Well then with all that being said, I've been one of your hosts. I'm Jeremy. I'm your other host, James. Ta-ta.